Hi everyone, this is Yaro Stark and welcome to another Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today on the line with me is a, I guess you'd call it a new friend. This is uh, Ryan Lee. Hi Ryan, thanks for joining me. Hey Yaro, a new friend and your new best friend. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's see how this call goes first. Huh? <laughs> so uh, Ryan, I think, first came on my radar as a, uh, well, the, the other name along with um, Tim Kerber in your uh, membership program, which was run well, a couple of times in the last few years, I believe. Is that right, Ryan? Yeah, membership site boot camp. We, we first launched it about, uh, I want to say about three years ago, I think, at least, yeah. Yeah, so I remember, I think probably Jeff Walker is, is to blame then for the introduction since uh, I think right. he, he sent the emails that I saw your name in. And I've I checked out your blog recently, and I I really like the design of it. And you know we had a chat recently as well about um, some other things that I do. So I thought it'd be really good to find out more about you because frankly I don't know anything about your history, which is ideal. So I can ask all the questions as if I am telling the truth. I don't really know. So <laughs> um, well, I'm an open book for you. Yeah, let's let's do it. So uh, the first place to start at the beginning. How, how did you uh, you know? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you study? Uh, have you got a, a university degree? What, what's the background? Um, background is I do have a college degree. I went to my, I got my undergraduate degree at Ithaca College. And believe it or not, my degree was in recreational therapy. So I took lots of recreation courses. I took anatomy and physiology and even cool things like camping and new games and did a lot of volunteer work. It was great. Worked with kids. Uh, and my first job out of college I was a recreational therapist at a children's hospital, and I started off, I did all their health and fitness programs and adapted aquatics and recreation. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and during that job, I actually, at night, I went to night school and got a master's degree in exercise physiology. So that's, um, and I grew up in New York, if you couldn't tell from my accent, although it, I'm starting to lose it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're not solid. I wouldn't guess that. So. Yeah, it's, it's fading. It's starting to fade after being in Connecticut now for about 10 years. And, Starting to be like, hello. Uh, so, so yeah, so that was my kind of initial, my, my schooling. And I was always an athlete. I was always into fitness. I, I actually uh, ran a track. I was a captain of our track team in college and did really well with that. So when I started working in the children's hospital, on the side, I was doing personal training. And I started to build this, this pretty successful personal training business, training athletes and training <clears throat> executives, basically training anyone, anytime I could, a lot of groups. And that kind of leads me to the internet in 1998. I, I, and let me kind of preface this with, I am still not a techie at all. Like I know zero coding and I built my first, I, but I wanted to build a small little website for my personal training business. Back then it was called Complete Conditioning. And I didn't know anything about computers and I bought a program, which I don't know if you know this, you know, front page 98. Um, I was a dreamer of a boy myself. So all right, all right. Front page ninety eight, and I, you know, there was a thirteen year old kid across the street, and he helped me a little bit, and I built my first site. Really, really basic stuff. There was no audio and video back then. It was just articles, and I started writing free training articles for fitness and sports training. And uh, before you know it, I started getting email. I, I, I'll never forget this. Probably like you know February March of like ninety nine. All of a sudden, I get an email from someone in Japan asking me a training question. I'm like, this is sweet. And uh, it just started kind of growing. And I, I'm sure you're going to kind of ask me about more details, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's 
kind of how I got started. I, I worked in the children's hospital for six years while kind of doing this internet thing on the side. Okay. And, so yeah. um, to put this into to time stamp it, you said it was 98 when you first got that website going with front page, right? right? So end, Yeah, I, I, start, I got my domain name the end of 98. I think I actually went live like, you know, January 99. Right. And you had spent how many years studying physical, you know, training, education, yeah. health and fitness? How long? It was pretty much my whole life. I mean, I was always studying it. And, uh, you know, at that time, I got my, my undergraduate degree in 94. And then I went at night. And over the course of three years, you know, taking one or two classes a semester, I got my master's. So I'd been studying it, you know, in college for, at that time, about six or seven years. So why did you want to build a website? Uh, you know, it was, everyone kept talking about the internet. It was, you know, AOL and all these really cool things happening. So I'm like, yeah, and, and I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. My first business, it was the greatest business model in the world. You're going to love this one, Yara. I, uh, I, I was a baseball card fanatic. So growing up, every time it was my birthday or, you know, I'm Jewish, we celebrated Hanukkah every, every, every holiday my dad would get me baseball cards and I would collect them and then I'd sell them. And I actually took out my first ad in a baseball card magazine selling cards when I was 12 years old. I still have a copy of that ad. Uh, so I started a little home-based business back then. And, you know, I just always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I figured the internet's hot and let me build this little site as, a, as an advertisement for my personal training business. You know, I didn't have any idea that I'd ever make a living with it. I just thought, I could build build a site and tell people about when my next training classes are or my schedule, and that was really it. I had I, I never thought I was going to make my. I always figured if I could work at the hospital and you know do some training on the side, make a little money here and there, that maybe I could scrape together six figures a year. Maybe my first job, I was making twenty six thousand a year, and I was pretty damn excited. Uh, so I never thought I'd, I'd make any money. So I just did it just to promote my, my training business. Okay, so you're, you're writing articles. Um, I'm assuming you're publishing a few times a week. And, and when did this right. start turning into, I'm assuming, an information publishing business of some kind? Um, you know, I, I played, when I was doing that, I started getting the bug, the internet marketing bug. So I started buying every course I could. I bought, you know, I started learning from Corey Rudel and, uh, when guys were first starting years ago, Declan Dunn and Jonathan Mizell, kind of old school marketers. And I, I, I kind of played around on and off. And then in 2000, um, my, my site started getting more and more traffic in sports training. And a larger company called E-Teams um, said, hey, we want to buy you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but, you know, but, and this is right when the big boom was, having, was happening. Yeah, right, they 2000, said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was... It was the hot time, and we're going to give you this. At the salary was like sixty-five thousand, and I almost had a heart attack. So I was making at that time I was making like twenty-eight thousand. So, but basically the whole thing was like a uh, a stock deal. So they're like, oh, we'll give you all this stock, and when we go public in a year, you're going to be worth ten million. But I'm like, <laughs> and and I had my own office, so I left the children's hospital. Um, I joined that company, started doing well, and and you know eight weeks later, the bu the bust happened, like literally. Eight weeks later, and my wife and I were getting married, you know, in August of 2000. And, you know, July 31st, they call me and say, sorry, we're, uh, you know, our, our funding didn't come through. We're, we're kind of letting almost everyone go. So I had to now, and I was kind of playing around with the Internet. I was making a little money here and there. I, 
I started doing a site with domain names and sold some advertising. I started kind of trying everything, you know. And, you know, I'd make, sometimes I'd make a thousand bucks here or, or fifteen hundred here or I'd sell some training equipment on my site and make three thousand dollars. But it would it was really sporadic. There was no real business. There was nothing that gave me enough confidence that I said, oh, I could do this full time. But once I was fine, yeah. Can okay. I just ask you, 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 when this company let people go, did you then retain ownership of the personal training website or how that? Well, yeah, I basically told them, look, you guys kind of screwed me over, you know, so the stock is worthless. I didn't get any money. So I want my site back. And they were like, they were really cool. They're like, you know what? We understand. And here you go. So they gave it back to me. Okay. So, so I got it back, um, you know, started kind of playing with it again a little bit. But I needed to find a job, so I interviewed, you know, like crazy, and I, I actually got a job right away at a, a really large company called Internet.com, and this was my first like real corporate job, like in a cubicle, and doing basically running their site, which which was in the affiliate marketing game. So this was like end of, this was summer of 2000, and it was awful. <laughs> it was my first and last corporate cubicle job, and. Uh, it just was not for me, <clears throat> but it was a really good learning experience. I made a lot of great contacts. That's when I first got in touch with like Yannick Silver in 2000 and um, got, to, got to really learn about affiliate marketing and Sean Collins became a good friend of mine. So I learned, met a lot of really cool people, um, but you know, at, at the same time, still trying to do my internet stuff on the side, but it just, it, you know, little successes here and there, but nothing, nothing major at the time. Um, okay, so you are working a full-time job, making some good connections. You've got a personal training website that's sort of sporadic with the income and you're playing around with other business ideas. Uh, I'm assuming at some point you realize the full-time income from your offline, sorry, not your offline, your online, like your personal business stuff. Uh, okay. How did you go from having that job to, to realizing that you could live off the, the money you were making yourself and, and quitting that job? So then... Um... I got well. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quit the job. I was fired. It was the first job I was actually fired. Nice. From. Yeah. <laughs> Which the day I, I mean, the minute I started, it was. I knew it was just like the clock was ticking. It just the, my, my boss and I just. It was like oil and water, you know. She, she didn't like any of my ideas, and uh, it, it. Anyway, I'm not gonna pass blame. It was my fault. So I was fired <laughs> for seven months. Uh, it took me about three three months. I'm like, you know what? I can't do a, a, a corporate job. What am I going to do? So I went back to my roots, and I actually got a job as a teacher. I became a physical education teacher in the Bronx. Um, I was never licensed, certified as a teacher, but it was a, an alternative high school. And I started, I started up the whole health and fitness program. It was great. And this was um, beginning of 2001. And now when I got the teaching job, I was loving it, but I started getting more serious about my internet business. So now it's when it started to happen. So what happened was during all my free time and every free class I had, I was running to the library, um, working on my website, and really started to do some paid programs to see what I could make work. And that was the time when, and it was September of 2001, I took all this content that I'd been building over the years, and it was all free. It was At that time, it was called sportspecific.com. It was all free sports training. It was for strength coaches and, and it, kind of a sub-niche of fitness. It's, it's not personal trainers who train typical you know, fat loss. It's, it was people who train athletes, you know, sports performance, vertical jump, baseball players, football players. 
So I took all this content that we've been building and I basically just password protected it and said, okay, starting tomorrow, it's gonna be a paid site. And I, I literally turned the switch and the first month it brought in like $5,000. And that was like probably the biggest month I ever had. And I'm like, wow. And the next month it was like 5,500 and then 6,000. This was while I was still working full time as a teacher. And I told my wife, look, this is really going well. If I can string this together, you know, five, 6,000 a month for six months in a row, I want to leave this job as a teacher and really do this full time because we have something here. And she was completely supportive. This is before we had any children. And, <laughs> and now we actually have four. <laughs> um, but this was, you know, she's like, let's go for it. She, my, my wife's a child psychologist. She has her PhD. She had a steady income. So uh, middle of 2002, I left the teaching job. And, and uh, now I'm talking to Yaroslark, uh, you know, eight years later. <laughs> Only eight. Okay, so um, just to refresh my memory there, you, you got the content from the, the premium site from... Well, I, I've been, it's, it's articles that I've been writing since, you know, 1998. Right. It's these articles that I've been writing and I've had, I know a lot of trainers in the industry. For, I, I used to speak at a lot of fitness events and do training for trainers. So I knew a lot of people. So I'd email them and they'd write articles for me. So it was a combination of my own articles and other people contributing. And so I had all this content. I mean, I had like maybe a couple of hundred articles and that was it. I and you hadn't published those articles for free on, on your website before that. No, I had been. That's okay. the thing. It was all free. It's like you all of a sudden tomorrow, you know, password protecting entrepreneur's journey and saying, okay, now you guys have to pay for it. I mean, there were definitely people who were annoyed. There were, you know, I got a couple of emails. Oh, you, why are you charging for it? I loved it. It was such great information. And, but, you know, there were enough people to pay. So, uh, you know, as a rule of thumb, which I've kind of come because I've, I've done this a couple times and I've coached a lot of people. If you have a, a good relationship with your list and it's and you're giving away free content, if you all of a sudden make all that stuff password protected and paid, you're going to probably convert between seven to ten percent of them to the paid membership. So if you have ten thousand people, you're probably going to get seven hundred to a thousand people who would join your paid site. Right. Just as kind of a general rule of thumb, you're not getting a hundred percent and you're not getting a half either. So now just. Yeah. Back then, you you obviously already had some internet marketing experience because of the affiliate training and so forth. But how did you you know come up with a pricing model and figure out how to even pass or protect something and and give people accounts to access it and and you know how did you sell it? Did you have a sales page? What was the the process? Here? Right. No, great questions. Um, yeah, I was I was obsessed, and I still am with marketing. I mean, I was the guy during every free period, during every even when I was you know, working at the children's hospital, every day off I'd spend at the bookstore and at the library and just reading and reading and studying everything and looking at all the sites and seeing what they're doing. So basically I was just looking at all these sites that were doing membership sites and there weren't that many at the time. And just, you know, I like doing kind of the reconnaissance and figuring out, okay, what software are they using? So I determined my first site, it was really crude. It was ClickBank. It, was a, it, it wasn't recurring because ClickBank didn't have recurring billing at the time. So it was a one-time fee. It was $47 for a year. And uh, to password protect it, I looked around. I did searches. This is before Google. So I did searches on uh, like Hotbot and AltaVista and Yahoo. <laughs> yep, look smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I found, uh, I don't even remember the name of it. It was some free password protection script. And again, I, I did this all. I had 
I, I hand coded everything. So every every article I wrote, I put in front page, and then I uploaded it to the server. And that was like a page, and it was all just protected with this. It was a free script, and and it literally just tied into ClickBank. And I don't even know how I did it. It was just it was really simple. Um, and that's that's all I did for that first site. And when I left, yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you do you need to know? Anything? I mean. Literally, that was. Well, I mean, I'm okay. You password protected the content, and then you sent an email to the subscribers and said, "Okay, all this stuff is not free anymore. Now it's twenty five bucks a month, and here's the page you can join." Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just kept saying, "Hey guys, you know, I this was before you know Jeff Walker did any launch stuff. So mm -hmm. I, before anyone knew the name, you know, product launch. So I was basically emailing them and saying, "Hey, coming soon. We got some big news. We're gonna, you know." I also touted the fact we we're going to have this discussion forum and we're going to have all this great site and all these great authors. Um, and I just kept saying, hey, coming soon, coming soon. And then I just made it live. And that was it. I mean, there was no pre-content. There was, you know, no one was doing online video because everyone had the, you know, the dial-up stuff. Yep. So uh, there was no audio, no video. It was literally just sending probably, it's probably five or six emails just saying, hey, coming soon, big news, it's going to be great. And that was it. And then all of a sudden it's paid and, you know, I made them feel like it was kind of a community where, you know, I said, oh, we're going to update content. Because at that time, I didn't always update content, you know, because it was free. I didn't feel the pressure like I had to always update it. Hmm. So I'm like, it's going to be updated every week with new content. We're going to have a forum. We're going to do special, you know, special programs and you get a discount, perform better. And I was, I was really working deals with like equipment manufacturers and trying to get everyone discounts. So I kind of hyped up that stuff as well okay. to make it, yeah, almost felt like it was an association. And when they came to your website, the, the sales pitch was literally like, a, I'm assuming. A, oh, it was just a typical sales page. If you actually go back, I, I think you could probably find them on uh, archive, like archive.org. Yeah, the Wayback Machine, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, you know, while we're doing this, let me, because I haven't even checked this. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, how, did you end up selling this site? I guess we should, should continue the story here, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll check it. Yeah, but you guys can check. I think back then it was. I think my original page was either CompleteConditioningOrSportsSpecific.com. Um, so, all right. So, no, I didn't end up selling. What happened was, you know, for years and years, it was making you know a lot of money. It was making me a really like really solid, really nice six-figure income. So, eventually. I started to branch off into other sites and other spinoffs, and we can get into that as well. All the other spinoff sites I had, all the other things I did. Yeah, before uh, before we do that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. Before we do that, can we? Uh, I'm just curious with the traffic because if this is making steady six figure income, you obviously have a, a new leads coming from somewhere. So you know you were doing launches because it wasn't typical. Um, you had an email list, and you've just put what I assumed was a lot of your free content behind a password site, so it's not going to be tracking the traffic like from searches and like maybe it used to be so how did right. you keep getting new members you know i did back then i did some pay-per-click advertising because back then it was uh the only place you know google wasn't really doing anything so it was uh, a site called goto.com i don't know if you remember that mm. and then they were actually bought by overture and overture was bought by yahoo but back then you can buy traffic for a penny a lead a penny a click so a hundred bucks, you can get a thousand people. Is that no ten bucks? Whatever it was, it was it was obscene. <laughs> I was number one for you know sports training and baseball training, so I was getting traffic that way. I didn't spend a lot, but enough to get some traffic. But I was doing 
you know, and there weren't a lot of sophisticated online marketing things. The banners were crap. Uh, they were so expensive. They would charge like $200 CPMs at that time. So what I did was, was literally old school marketing. First, I structured a deal with a large training association. Uh, it's called the NSCA, and they had tens of thousands of members. And I basically said, hey, we'll, we'll build your free homepage, you know, free web, you know, New York State and Connecticut State. We'll, we'll build your state pages on our site for free. Uh, and they're like, oh, great. So I started getting traffic through that. I started writing, uh, I had a column in a personal trainer magazine, uh, so I got traffic through them. I started to, I struck up a deal with the largest fitness equipment company, performed better, and I still have a relationship with them. And they said, yeah, you can come to our events, you know, you can have a booth at all of our events and, you know, just help promote us on your site. I'm like, deal. So, you know, it was really old school I mean speaking at events so between the publishing between speaking at events between writing for the magazines um, writing the articles uh, it word just started to spread you know going to the conferences and uh, and that was really it again at that time you know even now it, it seems kind of old school but oh it seems like work I guess compared to you know <laughs> the SEO or you know it's a lot of yeah. offline marketing and, and people That's, obviously yeah. still get great results from it so it's yeah fantastic and and there's nothing like meeting someone face to face, shaking their hand, you know, everyone is, is always so fascinated with the internet and working from home and working in your underwear or whatever you like to wear. I'm not here to judge. Uh, but there is still something to be said about getting out there and, and actually developing these personal relationships. I mean, I have people who are members of the site still, and they joined in 99, you know, 11 years. I mean, show me a membership site that has 11 year retention. Uh, so you got to have good content yeah. and don't, you know, everyone, everyone's always looking for the easy fix. You know, what's the best way to get 10,000 people to my site? And you can still, you know, there's so many opportunities with, with offline as well with, with, you know, looking at what are some big companies in your, in your space that want to reach the same people and structure deals. So it sounds like you were thinking about all of this right back then with your, your first business. So obviously I'm what a couple of years you were doing all this and, and growing the base and then you must be thinking, okay, what's the next step? I, I'm I, were you bored of that niche or were you looking to just expand and, and do what was already working into similar niches or what was the, the, well, the process? Well, I, I basically, what I did was instead of going wide, I went deep and I said, you know what, in this, in this sports and fitness industry, I'm here and I'm ready to kick some, you know, but I won't curse. Uh, so that's nah, good. I'm going to curse. I kicked some ass. So, <laughs> I was going to say, thanks I, for holding back that ass. We can handle that, I think. So. We can handle that. <laughs> wait, wait till the F-bombs start coming. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I really wanted to dominate. So I went deep. And what I did was I started doing some spin-off sites. Because on the site, you know, the great thing about a membership site is people on the forums start interacting. They start asking questions and talking. And I noticed a lot of people started asking about the business of training. And I had my own successful personal training business. I built it from scratch with no money. And people, a lot of trainers started asking, well, how do I do that? So what I said was, well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna now build another membership site. And this other membership site I built, I called it Personal Trainer U, like university. And basically it was all about the business of personal training. So that was now another membership site, you know. And a lot of people who were in my one membership site for the training now went over and joined that one as well. And then I did a teleseminar teaching trainers how to build their sports training business, both online and offline. 
And, and at that time, this was my biggest payday. At, and this was 2003, I think. Um, and I said, it's going to be a teleseminar, 100 spots. And it wasn't some kind of scam. It literally, that's all that, that, that telephone line held. It was 100 spots. And it was 199 bucks, 199 bucks a person. And in a couple of days, I sold out all 100 spots. And it was like $20,000. And I recorded everything. And I made that a six CD set, which I sold for about seven years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Timeless I mean, content, sold, huh? <laughs> that's, it was, yeah, I sold a lot of a lot of that. Uh, and then I did another one. Then I, I charged two ninety seven, and I called it Fitness Info Products and taught the fitness professionals how to create their own information products. And that was three hundred dollars, and I sold a hundred spots, and, and and then I just started creating more and more products, and it, you know, more membership sites. I started doing more fitness membership sites. And, uh, and that's when things started to snowball and I started, and to this day, I mean, just about every big name in the fitness industry, all, if you're in the fitness industry, you know all the big names, um, all the guys making money, especially online, most of them got their start with me, you know, seven or eight years ago, with me teaching them through my products. So do you still have all these businesses or what happened? Yeah, I mean, the, my sports training, the, it was called Sports Specific, and then I bought another site called Strength Coach. And that's what it is now. It's called strengthcoach.com. But what I did was, you know, as I started to kind of lose interest in sports training, I'm not training athletes currently, I turned it over to another guy. It's got Mike Boyle, who's the number one strength coach in the world, and he runs the whole site. So we have a deal. I still own the site, but we kind of split revenue. Um, so I still make money with that every single day. And, you know, if I didn't have four kids and live in, you know, a really wealthy area, um, I could probably just live off that income because mm. it does really well. So that's still running personal trainer. You same thing. I, do, I set up a deal with someone else and these two other guys are on that site. Um, I started a software company called fitness generator. Uh, it's $37 a month. That still runs. I still own that. So yeah, I, but what I do is I, I took a lot of those business products down because after a couple of years, you know, the search engines, like we're talking about before Alta Vista and I mean that stuff, it becomes outdated pretty quickly. Mm. Imagine from from eight years ago, the information really isn't valid. A lot but, but of it. fitness so, fitness holds its its time value. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, vertical jump is a vertical jump, uh, but but he's up. The fitness stuff is being updated every single day, and it's it's now the largest in the industry by far. It's yeah, it's still my site. But uh, since since, since you mentioned, it, I'm curious now. Um, I think a lot of people would want to know as well. Uh, with these sort of joint ventures you've done where you've you've set up a business and then you've t found someone who like you said the number one strength trainer in the in the world or at least I'm you know regardless he's good and you've you know approached him managed to work out a, a, a basically a, a way to turn a, a product into a passive income stream by sharing some of the revenue with someone else who who will manage it all for you how did you go about negotiating and and finding people and you know what's the the tricks there because I'm sure there's some people who would be interested in you know, taking a course they've got that's working, but they're perhaps a little bit bored of it, or even of a business that, that's working, and they and they want to still retain some of the income, but have someone else do more of the work. How did you set those relationships up? Yeah, well, don't forget, at the time, I was kind of the big name in the industry, so I I was networking with all these people, and basically, with well, with the strength coach one. How did, I'm trying to think how we even came up with it. I mean, we we were friends, and I said, "Look, I'm I'm looking to possibly sell the site or do something else. Is this something you're interested in? Maybe teaming up?" And he's like, "Absolutely." So we went from there with the other guys. 
Um, they knew me as well. They were members of the site. They were, they'd all, it's funny, they'd all been members. Uh, even my partner now, I own a supplement company. He was one of my clients as well. So, you know, if I was starting from scratch, now when you're talking about, you know, the producer model, whereas if you're starting from scratch and you want to have someone run the site, you do the marketing, or you're talking about a site you already have, and now you want to structure the yeah, deal. Yeah, well, more what you actually did in this case, because I'm assuming these sites you built yourself, and then you, you found people to take over. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Look, it, it's actually pretty easy, because if you have a site that's already making money, that already is driving traffic, um, all you have to do is approach someone who's pretty smart and say, look, I have the site. It's already it's turnkey. All you have to do is provide the content. You don't have to start anything from scratch. You don't have to worry about the traffic. Just provide content, and we'll, you know, you get a piece of the action or 50-50, however you want to structure the deal. And, you know, depending, seven times, nine times out of ten, they'll take the deal. Because wh why wouldn't they? You know, and, and if they, you just have to make sure personality-wise it's a good fit. Mm. That it's someone who you, who you want to work with, who you trust. Uh, because I tried it before to turn the site over to someone else, and they weren't quite as good. You know, they had too many other projects going on. So you got to find the right people who are motivated and they don't necessarily have to be a big name because what you can do with a membership site, it, it doesn't have to be about you because as long as you have someone who could find other big names and interview them and get them on, just like what you're doing right now. I mean, you're interviewing me, so you're leveraging my name. And, I, and to be honest, there's no one bigger in the industry than me. But no, you know, <laughs> but, but it's, I mean, you know, you interview me, I'm sure you've interviewed Jeff Walker or other, other names in the internet marketing space. So you're kind of leveraging our names as well. So you don't necessarily have to be the big name and you don't necessarily have to find a big name. If you could have people who could get in contact with them and bring their names and, and bring them onto your site, uh, it's, it's, it's not very difficult to do. I'd say it's more important just to get a good personality who's, who's managing that. So it's, it's like dating as always, finding a good person for a, a fairly complex relationship with a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, and it's, it's got to be someone who you feel like you can work with. You know, it, to me, it was, never about, it was never just about the money, and it still is not. You know, I don't care how much money I can make. If I, if I think you're going to be a pain in the ass, it's, I call it like the pain in the ass factor. I'm just not going to work with you. And... You just have to know, and there are times, and everyone has that, you know, when you meet someone or talk to them on the phone, you know within a minute or two, if you're like, all right, this guy's cool, I could work with them, or, ooh, I can't wait to get off the phone. And if you get that, I can't wait to get off the phone feeling, I don't care how much money you think they can bring you or how big their name is, do not work with them, because it's not going to end good. I'm telling you, because if you, if you have that feeling now, just wait. It's going to get worse. <laughs> Once again, it's a lot like dating, isn't it? <laughs> you know? It really is. You know? I don't know. I haven't, I've been with my wife 17 years. So I, don't, I can't remember the last time I dated, but, but yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you don't like talking to someone. It's probably not going to work. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That, let's, let's, um, let's catch us up to, to where we're at in the timeline. Uh, you've partnered with people. You've got lots of different, like you said, niches, but you're going deep within the same sort of category of, of, of fitness and, and health. Right. Where, where, how far are we away from the present? Uh, probably, what year was it? I think it was 2006, maybe. Um, that it, I'll tell you when it changed. There was one day where it really started to change. And Yannick Silver asked me to speak at his, uh, underground, his underground seminar. And 
it was Underground Seminar 2, so whatever year that was, maybe 2006. I don't even know what he's on now, number 30, who the hell knows with Yannick. But I spoke, and I was, I'd only been speaking in the fitness industry. So it was the first time I did like a pure internet marketing industry. And I went up there, and I talked about how to build a membership site. No one had ever heard of me before. And people were just blown away by, you know, because a lot of internet marketing guys, to be honest, I love the guys, but some of them were kind of dry, or they're boring, or nerdy. And I just came there, and I was just rocking the stage. And I was given such good information. I wasn't selling anything. I was just teaching. And I was, I was like swarmed after. You know, people all weekend were, were buzzing and kept talking about me. And I, to this day, I still get people saying that was the best session I've ever seen and so much information. I had seven pages of notes. And everyone's like, you've got to create a product about teaching people how to do memberships. Like, you have to do it. And that's when Tim Kerber and I, we'd known each other through Membergate because I used them for a couple of my sites. That was the first time we actually met in person, and we, we really gelled. You know, what I was talking about before, we had that connection. Uh, and we said, let's create, and I'm like, we got to do a product together. And we planned it out, and we did membership site boot camp. It made about $1.8 million in a week, which is pretty damn good. And Was that your biggest payday to date? Um, yeah, uh, in, in that short of a period of time, yeah. Um, I mean, right now I have sites like my, my supplement companies makes a lot of money. Um, so that probably makes us the most. And, but that was my biggest, like in that short period of time, but, but I am going to release another bigger product, uh, in October of this year, which I think is going to probably meet that by three or four times. So Beat, beat that by three or four times. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But so that, so what happened was I started, you know, now all of a sudden people in the internet marketing space started to know my name because it's big launch we did with Jeff Walker. And uh, I started writing more for just internet marketing. And then I started to kind of transition over. I wrote a book, started doing more in the general marketing space and, and slowly kind of eased out of fitness, turned over those sites, turned over strength coach, turned over personal trainer you and started to then build more general internet marketing niche. And, and that's the way it's been for probably the past, I'd say the past two years, where I still have, I still do some stuff in the fitness industry, but it's more kind of mass market, uh, internet marketing, you know, building systems online, continuity is my big specialty in membership sites. Before we, you mentioned supplement business before that, I think everyone's curious, what's the, what's the deal there? Is that started after these fitness businesses or, and I'm assuming that's physical product as well, right? Right, right. Um, the, the supplement company was started, I came up with the idea in 2005. We didn't actually go live until 2007. And uh, man, the supplement company, it's, supplement business is a tough business. But because I, I was approached all the time, you know, I, I had this huge membership site and all these people following me. And every network marketing company, every nutritional company wanted me to sell their products. But I didn't want to because, first of all, a lot of the network marketing stuff, it was just overpriced crap. And the other supplement companies, they wanted me to promote their stuff in their site, but their site had a lot of products that were really shady that, that I know didn't work. So I couldn't, in good, good conscience, send my customers there. So I talked to a guy who was one of my clients, Jim Labady. I said, let's team up. We both have, we both reached just about every trainer in the industry. Let's form our own supplement company. So we, we him and I partnered up. We brought in a team, a nutritionist, and a guy, and one of my best friends who's our CFO, because that's like a real company, you know, with real inventory management, cash, I mean, huge cash flow outlays. So 
we built a real team. We went live in 2007, and the whole hook was basically you can only get it online through trainers. We protect the trainers. You can't find our products in stores. It's not a huge line. It's, it's only stuff that really works, and it's really backed up by science. And uh, you know, every big fitness person in, online, uh, we're, kind of, we're their back end. And the customers are just loving us. We're really trying to model Zappos in terms of that customer experience. Like one of the customers, you know, said she uh, she has to put a hold on something because she broke her arm. And you know, our customer service rep sent her a get well card. You know, things like that. And people are just loving the products. I mean, I take them. All every one of my company takes the products. It's, it's good stuff. And it's not it's not scammy. It's real, like, legit. Like it's a protein drink. You know, it's just. It's a multivitamin, uh, but the the company. I mean, the past year we really kind of reached that tipping point. We're growing about thirty percent a month now, uh, just explosive growth. So um, that must have been a uh, quite a transition to go from pretty much information publishing to to selling physical products. Like you said, the, the initial outlay would have been uh, daunting. So yeah, it, it it was. I mean, I'm used to you know you you live in the same world I do, Yarrow. And I'm used to products where you launch it and you're profitable, not in a matter of years or months or even days, like in a matter of hours. Like, you know, you, you launch a product and you're, if you're not profitable it, within like 10 minutes, you're annoyed. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a supplement business, I mean, you know, product, things like this can take years. And it's true because, you know, you, when you start making, it's not like you can buy and, 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 if you did really crappy product, yeah, you can buy it for two bucks and sell it for fifty. But we have to make sure that the trainers are behind it, so it's really good stuff. We we can't buy stuff for two dollars. It's it the, the margins aren't that big, and you have to have the inventory, especially because we do a lot of business in auto ship. So, you know, you you may have three hundred thousand dollars tied up in inventory. So it's not like you could take the money. It's not like a digital product where you can keep everything. So there's definitely a lot of things with inventory, and you don't want to be out of products, but you don't want to have too much inventory. And now I can understand when people say, you know, that company grew too fast and that's why they went out of business. So we, we actually, we had all day meetings yesterday. We kind of have to control growth because if we do some of these things that we want to do, we can grow so fast that we, you know, burn through all of our inventory and don't have enough cash. So it's like, it's that whole balance and, and it's all about managing the cash flow and it's, it's a completely different world. And that's why we're not worried about other trainers trying to start their own company because there's no way in hell they're going to do this themselves. It's too hard. <laughs> yep. it's, it's, it's way too hard. Yeah. It's, uh, thank God we have a great team because I couldn't, I mean, we would have went out of business three years ago if I was running it because I'm, I'm not the finance guy. I'm the, the, the marketing and the, the innovation guy, but I'm definitely not the finance guy. Which leads me to the next question. So I think we've, we've painted a picture now. You, you, in terms of information publishing, most of the current things you do is in, in the inter internet marketing space. However, you've still got the supplements business, which is running um, and a handful of other projects going. What's, what's a day in the life for you, Ryan? Because like? obviously there's teams around you and you know, you're, you're sitting on top of uh, company structures here. And you know, you've got four kids. How does, how do you, you know, what do you do during the day? <laughs> You know, it's funny because I still, to me, it number one is lifestyle. Lifestyle, and, and obviously that means like family and being able to spend time because nothing to me is even as close, nothing comes close to my family. Uh, so, 
and and just on a personal note, you know, I'm just so close to my family and even my parents. And and just um, eight weeks ago, my mom passed away suddenly. Um, so it's just been it's been tough. And and I've always had a good sense of priorities, always. Um, but that puts it even more in perspective. You know, just kind of something so so tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my my schedule is pretty set. I mean, I literally. We wake up in the morning with the four little kids, and, and the kids are young. They're six and a half, four and a half, two and a half, and ten months. It, it's with my wife and I. It literally is like an assembly line. Like we get up in the morning, and I take all four kids in the shower with me, and I hand them off one at a time to my wife. I always take my kindergartner. I drop her off at school, and I'm in my office. Well, I usually go to the gym in the morning, so n- now I do. And then I'm, I'm in my office by nine. Uh, you know, a lot of the morning. Usually the first thing I'll do is update my inner circle because I have a, a paid membership site where I'm always adding new videos and content just about every day. And that's important. You know, they're, they're paying uh, 97 a month and I want to make sure they're getting 100 times the value. So there's not so much pressure on me to always go out and market because I have these people who are loyal and staying with me and paying 97 a month. So I'll do that. Um, I love the product creation process. So I'm always working on new products. Um, and, and I make sure every day I'm home by 5 o'clock for dinner. So I just get things done. You know, I, I really, really try hard not to work at night. You know, I, I just want to spend time with my wife and just relax. Um, so, I mean, it's literally like 9 to 5. And, and even today, between you and I, um, I worked from the bookstore. I, I took my laptop to Barnes & Noble. And then in the afternoon, and then I saw a movie. So, <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, life is short. It's precious. You know, also spending six years working in a children's hospital and seeing so many young kids die so young with so many rare diseases, like things like scleroderma, which is just, I mean, seeing a kid, their arteries harden. I mean, it's awful. So you see this stuff. So it just puts things in perspective. Like, I, I know a lot of guys in internet marketing, and that's all they talk about, and that's their whole life. And, you know, they all they get divorced and they don't see their kids. And it's kind of sad. It's like, you need balance. So I just really manage my time. Like when I'm in my office, I shut the door. I put a sign. I say, please do not disturb. I try not to be obsessive with checking my email every three minutes. You know, I try to check it a couple times a day. Sometimes I fall back. But, um, and, and, you know, implementing these, these new products and, and having a team in place so they can take it and run with it. And Speaking of you know, a team, is, how, how large is the team? You know, it's not large though. I, I really have two... I have two main customer support people who handle the billing, passwords, you know, um, refunds, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I have one guy who's like my right-hand man who basically helps with everything. He helps, you know, manage my affiliates. He helps, you know, I'm like, oh, can you create the squeeze page for that? Um, what do you think of this copy? Or he'll do a first draft of something and I'll clean it up, running ideas by him. He basically does a lot of that, you know, keeping in touch with my clients. Uh, and that's really it in terms of basically like my full-time team. Everyone else is outsourced by project. So I have programmers I, I deal with. They're based in India, uh, just on a project-to-project basis. I have a, a designer I work with a lot when I have projects going on. Um, and, and I don't use any fancy tools. I use like Word and Google Docs. And that's about it. I mean, I, I outline a product and then the first thing, I'm very visual, so I'll take, I'll get my graphics guy. i say, can you work on a logo for this? And I try to kind of get the look of the product, and then I'll talk to my right-hand man, Gio, and I'll say, Gio, what do you think of this? Here are my four or five 
things of the outline. What do you think? Anything you think I should add? And they'll say, oh, this is good. Or maybe, add, what, do you, but what about this part? I'll add another part to it. And uh, then I'll hand it to my web guy and say, could you build this site? This is how I want it to look. And we go from there. But it's, you know, if, if you're really diligent with your time and you don't spend a lot of time on the bull, and if you don't, like, when I'm in my, I have my off, I, I got an outside office because with the four kids, I, I just cannot work from home. I tried. And uh, I, I'll tell this really short 10-second story. I, when we'd moved back to Connecticut, I, try, I set up an office in my basement. I was so excited. I'm doing a consulting for this woman and on the phone. And all of a sudden, two of my kids come down and my six-year-old goes, Daddy. I'm like, honey, I'm on the phone. She goes, Daddy. I'm like, hold on one second. I said, yes, babe. She goes, I just made diarrhea. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I think I need to get an office. So two days later, I got an office outside of the house. And it's, but the office is, is like one mile from my house. It's right in town where I live. So I could be in my office in, in two minutes. So I don't spend 30 minutes commuting each way. And, you know, just being really efficient with my time. Like, you know, things like, even though I hate doing it, like mowing lawns and I, I, I pay people to do that. You know, even when we moved into this house, I told my wife, I said, look, you have like a thousand pictures and picture frames and all this stuff. I could put them up. But just hire a handyman. Hire one guy to come in, spend the three hours with you, and let him put up all your pictures instead of having me take time out of my day for three hours and put the pictures up. So it's like it's just trying to find more leverage, more, more squeezing more hours out of the day. And instead of getting caught up and saying, well, you know, why spend, pay a handyman 30 bucks an hour when you could just do it yourself? It's because in that three hours, I could send two emails and make a lot more than $90. So, you know, finding just finding better ways to leverage your time and and really focusing on those continuity programs so you don't have to work as hard. You know, if you know you have 4,000 people paying, you know, $100 a month, pretty much guaranteed, and all you have to do is keep them happy, it takes a lot of the pressure off. You don't have to worry about, you know, oh man, what's my campaign today? Oh, let me check my ClickBank account. How many new members did I get? So, Trying to find as getting many as many people into continuity and just and just catering to them and and working really hard to make sure that they're happy and they love you and they're your raving fans and you'd be surprised surprised you'd be surprised how much how quickly work can spread and how much uh, you know loyalty they'll have to you. All right, so I think just to wrap up the call, Ryan, it sounds to me the the secrets to your success would be the model you're choosing with the continuity and. and uh, you know, mostly online marketing, um, but the supplements business is a bit different. I guess the supplements business is another good example of just partnering with good people. Um, right, and, I mean, by the way, and by the way, and that's killer continuity. Right. Yeah. And that, I'm assuming, is, is fairly hands-off for you. Like, you just have to have a strategic meeting every now and then, but you're not really doing day-to-day -day work on that business. No, we have one person who does operations. Now, now just to... And, and before you finish summarizing, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah, when I first started for the first you know, three years I was doing my membership site, I did it all myself. So I, you know, I uploaded the content, I did the pictures, I did customer support, I did billing. I mean, I did everything. So I don't want people to think that, oh, the reason Ryan's so successful is because he has all these people. I really, I mean, I have such a small staff. I mean, one of one assistant's full-time and so is my marketing, my assistant guy, but my, the other woman is... is really half time and you can absolutely do most of this stuff yourself you just want to try to outsource you, you want to outsource the stuff that 
it's not worth your time. Like if I would if I would if I would have been so damn cheap at the beginning, I would have hired a, a virtual assistant from day one to handle all that stuff. I can't tell you how many hours I wasted answering you know billing questions. So you know find a, and you know go to Elance, go to Guru.com and find a virtual assistant. You use a service like Get Friday and hire someone to do that stuff for you. But you you don't you definitely don't need a whole full time staff in an office. You could do all this stuff. Really, because it's there's something really nice about a really simple business with you and like one virtual assistant. Um, that's that's the ultimate lifestyle. It's just like unlimited income, and it's not because it's not about what you make; it's what you keep. So I didn't. I just wanted to tell people that it, they don't. <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want people to think that you need to grow this huge, massive business because there are sometimes I look back and like, man, it was really nice when it was just me, and I, I kept all the money, and I didn't have all the you know some of the stress I have now, but. That's I'm not, that's good advice for me. Maybe I should. I, I'm I'm probably there at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, and, and there is there's there's that tipping point, you know, where you're like, do I keep growing? You know, how much money do I really need? You know, are you because you, you see some of these guys talk about, oh, I I have a twenty million dollar business. Yeah, but you 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 know, your overhead's nineteen million. Like I'd rather make two million dollars with no stress than a million dollars and have headaches. You know. Or two and a half million with a lot of headaches. It all depends on what your priority is. And you know, if you made a million dollars a year, most people are really, really happy with a million dollars a year without a lot of stress. Yeah, you can raise four kids on a million a year. I'd say okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, like almost a hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you probably have so, trouble spending that much. So. Yeah. Well, uh, around yeah. I mean, some look. Some people, again, everyone has their thing. Some people love the cars, or you know. The boats, what, yeah, boats and you know, Rolexes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they're into everyone's into their own thing. That's fine. I personally, that never really interested me. I just want to. The thing that's nice is not having to worry about your bills and being able to, you know, go on. Like the nice thing is when we go on vacation. You know, we can fly first class. Although we still don't all the time because I'm still kind of cheap. But you know, <laughs> you can, but we go. We stay in the nicer hotels. You know, since we have four kids, we get two adjoining rooms and we get a big suite. So things like that are really nice, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not into the fancy cars and the, the $10 million mansions. But, you know, again, if you're into that, that's cool. But just remember that the more you spend, the more pressure you're going to put on yourself. And I will tell you, the more you make, the more you spend too. Because my credit card bills and the money we spent, you know, when I was making twenty grand a year – is not the same as what it is now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your your income, your spending rises with your income. Yeah, it's Always. funny how it's, it's almost a case of just increasing the amount of variables in your life. You can't help it when you start making more money unless you give it away, right? So right, or right. save it. So yeah, absolutely. Be yeah. be smart with it because um, when you're making a lot, that's a time when people think, "Oh, I should spend." But when you're making a lot, is when you should start saving more. You know, just. Yeah. I actually talked with a good friend of mine today, and this guy's making like a million bucks a year in a, in, a, in a debt relief industry, and he's just hurting now. Like something happened with the FTC investigation. Anyway, this whole long story, but you know, lost all, basically all his income, and now all of a sudden, like down to nothing. Um, and he spent a lot over the years, and it's like you got to put the money away. You got to put it away, and don't forget taxes. Put your money away for taxes. Don't get stuck where, it, especially if you run your own business, you think that, you know, oh, I made $50,000 this month. No, you didn't. You probably, 
made you know depending where which country you're in. I know I know you're in Australia here in the U.S. Um, with Obama, they're going to keep taking more and more. So your your fifty thousand is not really fifty. It's yeah. more like uh, I actually yeah. just paid my my taxes for the last year and. I handed over six figures in in one chunk, basically. So that was <laughs> quite painful, but yeah, oh yeah, it, it was prepared for. So yeah, that's as long as you're prepared. I mean, I my tax bills are. Because, that's the thing, you know. One, it's funny. I was interview. I do a lot of interviews, and one guy asked me, "What's the biggest drawback from your type of business and running membership sites and doing this all over the internet?" And I said, "To be honest, the biggest drawback is you. There's not a lot to write off. Like you pay a lot of taxes because." You know, what expenses do you really have? Yeah, there's no equipment. There's no, no, there's no capital. Really staff, you have, you know, one friggin' computer. I mean, what do you really need if you're doing it all digital? So, um, you know, that's the only drawback. But I'm not complaining at all. I Believe me, if I'm paying $10 million a year in taxes, that's pretty damn good because that means <laughs> I'm a lot of cash too. So, I'm sorry. We went off on a tangent there. We did. So it's probably a good time to wrap it up anyway, Ryan. So I'm, I'm sure, me too well, Carl. <laughs> I have a feeling everyone's very curious to check out, the, I guess, the first entry point for learning more about what you do and what you teach, in particular, the information marketing and teaching the continuity program model. Um, where where can they go to find out more? Just uh, the best place is just my name, ryanlee.com, R-Y-A-N-L-E-E.com. The only thing I suggest is just go to the site and uh, sign up. I have the big form there to sign up for my emails. And I send them out almost every day, and it's it's just like you, Yarl, just like pure content, you know, resources and training videos and lots of really cool stuff. And if you're really serious about it, you know, you're like, hey, man, I want to really learn this stuff big time, then join my inner circle. And it's uh, $97 a month, and you will get 100 times the value. I have thousands of members, and, you know, people stick with it forever because it's just, I mean, I give you everything, and I do live webinars all the time and teleseminars and just lots and lots. Of, it's all video. It's basically me showing you, you know, step by step how to do all this stuff. Um, awesome. And I answer all questions. Yeah. So, <laughs> so RyanLee.com to get a, a preview of that and to possibly join the inner circle too. Great, Ryan. Thank you. That's a pretty inspiring story and and uh, very diverse too. It's great to see the different markets you were in and, and how things grew over time and and also the hours you put in as a solo entrepreneur for a while there as well. So because I think a lot of people will feel the affinity with that because they're just starting and you know if you can spend three years running everything yourself then i don't think it's that bad for other people to potentially do it as well so any anyone could do it you just got to be persistent have that focus and don't give up like the, my most successful students and the reason why i've been successful is persistence just go for it and don't take no for an answer don't listen to negative people stop watching the news stop reading the newspapers listen to good self-improvement stuff and Focus on it. Get the damn thing done. That's it. Boom. Awesome. Boom. Done. done. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Great call. Thanks, Thanks Yara.